0: Tuesday see cast everybody i am bill that's lloyd what's going on lloyd
1: not much man just disappointed that i can't buy bill and ted 3 up oh. here in
0: canada it seems oh that's that does make me sad because i watched it last oh, night i wow. really did like it um but it, if you're expecting it to be like i don't know like it's not it's not a an amazing film it's just like it's a fun dumb movie and that's exactly what i was looking forward to uh, before we get started on the show, uh, we do record this show live. If you're listening to this on our, the like the podcast version, well, thank you very much for subscribing to the podcast. That does help. But uh, we do record the show live on our YouTube channel, which you can find over at youtube.com slash StadiaCast every single Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern. Uh, so head on over there and hit the subscribe button and, you know, all of the other All of the other buttons that that people are supposed to hit on the YouTubes. Uh, If you want to directly support the show and you're here with us live, you can use the Super Chat feature to make sure that we see your message, just like Consino and others have just just done um, a moment ago. Um, If you're here with us and you're not here live, you can't use the Super Chat feature, but you can join. You can join and uh, be uh, uh, members, which gets you access to some videos early, um, get you access to the uh, members only discord channel and get you access to some of the awesome emotes that we have here on the channel. Um, and I, I, moving on from there, uh, let's get started with the show. We always start with the same thing.
1: What have we been playing? So Lloyd, what have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing a, a fair bit this week. Besides the normal ESO, we, we ran a couple trials yesterday, which was a lot of fun. Um, I, I've been playing uh, a, a few rounds of golf. We did a, a great multiplayer stream, or uh, video, rather, recording, even though I forgot to turn my camera on. I'll be <laughs> the first to admit that. Uh, we did a, a really great multiplayer game. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I also put up a first look of Doom 2016, which is absolutely fantastic. The game plays so well on stadia um, of course it would uh, the game itself is is fantastic uh, and I've also been playing a lot of spirit fair <clears throat> which has been just a, a joy to play it is such a heartwarming game and make my way slowly through it unlocking all the upgrades has been really fun so I've been playing I've been playing a lot um, I, I know a lot of people are curious about spirit fair uh, I've been asked a lot is spirit fair good for kids um, the game itself uh, seems to be good for kids uh, early on, um, there's a reference to smoking. Uh, I know some parents are very concerned about stuff like that. Uh, and then one of the one of the main missions, uh, one of the characters just says the S word, well, types out the S word uh, in text there. So nothing majorly bad that I've run into. But I know some parents are are very curious if there's any sort of stuff like that in the video games that their kids play. Um, So for me, it doesn't seem like it's uh, a big deal, uh, but to other people, it may be. So I just wanted to throw that out there in case anybody's picking that up to play with their kids uh, because of the review that we did last week. Because I did run into a couple other things uh, that we didn't talk about last week.
0: How how far into the game do you think you are?
1: Um, I'm not sure. Not quite halfway, I don't think, from... Based on all the things that I've unlocked, um, I think there's um, probably a, a little bit more than half of the game left to go. Uh, but it's one of those games where, you, like, you can kind of do whatever you want. Like, there's no, there's no rush to finish anything. You can, you can start a quest and then just leave it, and nothing, nothing bad happens for not doing it. Uh, you can, um, you can choose to upgrade. Or you cannot um, for your boat and just continue doing what you want. You can spend days fishing if that's what you want to do. So it's one of those games that's a little bit open-ended, even though there is a narrative that takes you from start to finish. Um, It's kind of open-ended how you get from point A to point B. So I want to think a little bit less than half, um, but I've been absolutely loving the game. Uh, if I look on my Stadia profile, I think I've played like over eight hours or something. Uh, nice. I'm just going to bring it up while we're talking. But man, the game is so so good. I am such a huge fan of uh, of Spirit Fair. So speaking of eight hours, I've probably put about eight hours
0: into um, PGA Tour 2K21, <laughs> um, and Lloyd and I definitely want to talk about that game uh, very quickly, uh, and we'll get to that in just a second. I want to say that outside of golf and elder scrolls for like yesterday we did our trials um i've played nothing because i have been um working my tail off getting season four of 143 pixels ready if you haven't already subscribed to 143 pixels just head to 143pixels.com and subscribe in whatever is your favorite uh podcasting app of choice or if you just open up your podcasting app and you type 143 it will show up uh, right on top, probably. Uh, so please take a look at that. Subscribe to it. Um, we've got some... I've got some fantastic guests on the show this uh, this season. Uh, per Schneider from IGN, um, Jeff Kanata, and a whole bunch of other people, Brian Ibbitt, uh TV's Travis, a lot of... A, a ton of people. So make sure that you check that out. 143pixels.com. Nice. Um, then... then when i did have time to play i played golf i played lots and lots and lots of golf <laughs> let's talk about that because when we were playing multiplayer first
1: off we 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 had some problems didn't we lloyd <laughs> uh, we did we did uh, first i just double checked my spirit fair playtime it's eight hours and 23 minutes okay. so I'll, uh so I'm, I'm i'm getting up there there's still a lot more gameplay to do but um eight hours is a, is a long time to play that game uh also back to 143 pixels if you don't subscribe you should subscribe it is a fantastic show and the, the only thing i really have to say is listen to the first episode because that just set the tone it's just such <laughs> a great episode uh you should check that one out yeah um, lloyd was they, on the first episode <laughs> Oh wait, no! Don't tell them. They have to figure that out for themselves. No, go go subscribe <laughs> to One Forty Three Pixels. It's uh, it's really good. Okay, now on to PGA. All yeah, right. we did um, we did that multiplayer thing, and uh, I want to say it took us forty minutes to get into a multiplayer game, but it probably wasn't that long. It was probably maybe twenty minutes, but it felt like forever. We couldn't we couldn't invite each other from our friends lists. We couldn't create parties. We would create a party, we'd get into the party, and then one of us would hit like the three-dot button to set some settings, and we would just get an endless spinny circle that would never go away. Uh, I think I force-quit the game probably about eight times while we yeah. were trying to get into this multiplayer thing. Um The game is good. Let's just throw it out there. PGA Tour is fantastic on stadia Mm -hmm. they need to fix these menu issues because it is super annoying and after the reason why i quit playing when i first played it was because i wanted to check my stats after a match and it also did that spinny circle thing where there was no menus like the menus disappeared all the text went away and there's just a little spinny circle in the bottom right hand side of the screen so since launch and getting the game actually functioning at launch there's been some major issues with the menu system and, and everything like that once you get into a game it's fine but man how how does uh, how does how does a lot of this get through QA but the endless menu weights I don't know how that get gets through um, any sort of testing um, um, I, I don't know regimen or whatever when you have a bunch of testers doing stuff like I just I don't I don't understand it Bill it was incredibly frustrating so uh, there, you
0: know, there were some issues when the game first launched uh, that, that had something to do, uh, people were assuming that it had something to do with uh, founders because we didn't have numbers after our names or something. That isn't the issue that we were running into. The issue that we were running into is that the game would essentially crash. Um, and whether I was going into multiplayer or not, if I brought up certain menu items it would just sit there and we would have a a little spinny wheel happening forever and Mm -hmm. I actually the game isn't crashing Lloyd I found this out afterwards the game is not actually crashing it's just having trouble loading whatever it is because and how I found this out is I was playing and I loaded up a menu and I was and I thought oh no it's crashed again and then like my wife or my son or my niece or somebody needed my attention they they called for me and i got up and i just left it going and i went downstairs to go see what they needed and when i came back up the the menu had loaded so oh really yeah it it was just taking a really really long time and we were getting impatient now our patience was we were being very patient with because these (laughs) these menus should not take this long but right um they have since patched the game, and I have not played it since they patched because I've just been too busy uh, working on stuff, but they have since patched the game. Uh, this came out yesterday. Uh, it says here, um, we've got some exciting news on what's addressed in today's PGA 2K21 uh, patch. Uh, the patch is now live for PS4, Xbox, uh, and coming soon for Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, Stadia, and PC. Okay, it says coming soon. And that was two days ago. I don't know if, okay. it's, it's, if it's on Stadia yet, but it says addressed reported concerns around stability in various menus, gameplay scenarios, and the course designer. So that right there seems like the thing that we were running into and having problems with. So I, I haven't played it since this article came out. I don't know if it's been patched yet on Stadia. I assume that they're going to update it because it says up here, it says updated yesterday, At uh, 2025, but it doesn't say anything Mm. about Stadia having the patch live yet. Uh, But I'm looking Mm. forward to that. I'm very much looking forward to uh, that getting patched because it's not even centered around multiplayer. Just going into a menu to, like, I was, we both had the same icon when we were playing multiplayer. It was like a little red Mm -hmm. golf club or something. And I was like, oh, I'm going to see what other options they have. For icons. (laughs) And I hit the button and of course the game froze. So, right. I'm hoping that that stuff gets fixed uh, because I love this game. I'm having so much fun with it. I know that there's people who are saying that they are not fans of the, like the graphics. And I think, I don't understand that. I think the graphics look fine. Somebody was asking on our video, they were like, is it, is it 60 frames per second? And my, my answer to that is who cares if it's 60 frames per second, 60 frames per yeah. second really matters when you're talking about you know a first person shooter or something like 100%. that. But when you're talking about like a golf game where when you're interacting with the game, you are not looking at the animation, you are looking at the little white line on the bottom of the screen so that you can get your downswing yep. and upswing at the right uh, at the right moments. It doesn't matter what frame rate it is as long as it's stable. Um, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead.
1: First person first person shooters um if it's single player 60 frames a second makes everything that much smoother makes it easier to control when it's multiplayer um having more frames allows for um more accurate shots uh, because there'd be more update frames more checking to make sure that your your bullet hit the thing that you're that you're shooting at um but in a golf game who who cares it could be 3 frames a second and it would probably still be an okay game uh, because you're just watching your your shot. I noticed uh, watching the the playthrough. You fast forward all of your shots. I let them kind of play out the normal speed. Maybe I'm gonna have to get into the whole fast forwarding thing to make these these rounds go a little bit quicker.
0: Well, I mean, when I when I played like the first ten or so uh, rounds, I would let it go. But then, as you play more and more and more, you're like, okay, I just want to get to the next spot. <laughs> I will say yeah. this when you play. Um the the I know the game is called PGA Tour, but then in the game you can do the PGA tour, which is confusing. Mm-hmm. Uh when I played <laughs> the PGA tour, um, and you get to a certain level, <clears throat> at that point they start showing you the other golfers' shots. So like right. I would take my shot, you know, I'd be on a putt or something, or I would have just done a, a drive and and then it would cut away and show me not like a multiplayer aspect, but some other like AI golfer doing the like this awesome chip or something, as if I were watching mm-hmm. it on TV. And I thought that that was really cool. But I want to go into the menus and find out if I can turn that off, just so that I can get through the the stuff faster. Sure. But right. I'm I fear, <laughs> I I'm afraid to go into menus in this game because I'm going to have to shut it off and turn it back on. So. That patch needs to happen as fast as humanly possible. But this game is awesome. It's just that the, the the menus are
1: holding it back, and I can't wait until until it's fixed. Yeah, it's a little it's a little heartening to see that it isn't just happening on Stadia, because uh, uh, that was a couple of comments I, I saw. I was like, see, it should none of these a games should be on Stadia. It's a, it's a huge mess of a platform just because one game had had launch issues and and problems with the menus but then you find out the menus are across the whole entire game uh across every platform it's uh it's not a stadia issue so uh the trolls can can wait for other things to uh, to to grab onto when they're uh when they're making people that play stadia feel bad <laughs> all right let's move on to the news
0: All right, we're back, and it's time to talk about all of the news. First off, September Pro Games have been announced. Lloyd, um, what what do you think about this selection? We get six games this month. What do you think about it?
1: Uh, I think there's literally something for everyone here uh, with what what, what is coming out. We get six games, uh, Super Bomberman, R Online, Hello Neighbor, Metro Last Light Redux, meaning we have all three metros as part of pro if you've been pro since the start uh ember hitman the first hitman or the 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 redone first hitman and gunsport is coming to pro so six games uh you have uh puzzle puzzle kind of games you have multiplayer games you have first person shooters you have uh puzzly first person shooters you have a, a a sporty game there there is literally something for everyone um the one that i'm way super excited for is Super Bomberman R online um one of my favorite games that launched for Stadia or for uh the Switch was Super Bomberman R I've probably played that more multiplayer than any other game in my house uh whenever we'd have people come over we would end up in the basement playing four player Bomberman now there's going to be 64 player Bomberman so I can only imagine how insane this is going to be but man what a what a month six amazing games uh for maybe not for everyone uh but there's going to be something there for everybody which is an important thing when you have a service like um stadia pro where you want to attract as many people to uh upping for that ten dollar month sub
0: so um, here's my i'm going to ask chat what they think real quick which of these six games are you guys most excited for let us know in chat um i'm with you though lloyd super bomberman r online is very very exciting i do have that one On Nintendo Switch, but they didn't have the 64 player option. Um, When they made Tetris 99 for Nintendo Switch, uh, you know, I thought the idea of a battle royale based around Tetris was a stupid idea. (laughs) I could not have been more wrong. That game is fantastic. It is my favorite version of Tetris and it is incredibly fun. So adding a battle royale theme to Super Bomberman R online is extremely exciting to me. I am yep. so excited for this game. It's it's going to be fantastic. Um in it okay, so <laughs> Google, you better get this right. You better get this one right. They have not said that crowd play is not launching with Super Bomberman R online. And when they unveiled Super Bomberman R Online at the Stadia Connect, they focused heavily on crowd play, right? So that means that crowd play should be launching on September 1st
1: with Super Bomberman R Online. Would you agree with that, Lloyd? I hope so. I really hope so. I, I just just it to launch. You, you're seeing people that are playing it um with Mortal Kombat and stuff like that, but I I want to get in and, and play it myself. Yeah.
0: Um. And, and I absolutely I'm, I'm absolutely the same way. And for 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 Google to not say that it's not launching <laughs> with Super Bomberman R Online means that it's launching with Super Bomberman R Online. <laughs> and if it doesn't, then Google, you've got to do something about communication because um, for I don't know, it just it's going to drive me crazy if it doesn't launch with it, because I, I think that we would have so much fun. Now, if you are a new listener and you don't know what crowd play is, Lloyd, do you want to explain what crowd play is to everybody?
1: Yeah. So if you are streaming um, and uh, people want to join your game, they can jump into your game uh and they they join up in a queue and on youtube right above where the chat is there's going to be a little a little panel and it says hey you're number four um and then it'll be like oh you're next get ready and then as soon as it's your turn you hit play it spins you up into the instance of uh bomberman that is running uh that the streamer's playing on and then you join that game it's just a really fun and interactive way to get people that are watching you to come and play against you or with you yeah
0: and i'm really really looking forward to it i can't wait for that feature um as far as the other games on here um you know metro why 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 did they do it in reverse order like that they did that on on other games too where they gave you um you know the the newer version of the game first and Mm -hmm. then they came back and they're like, and here's the older games too.
1: It seems yep. kind of weird to me. It it is kind of weird, but it's I mean, it's good if if people played Exodus, which is the third game in the series, and really really loved it, then they got the chance to play the first one uh, without having to buy it, and then they uh, then they got to, they're going to get a chance to play the second one without having to to buy it just just by um, maintaining their their pro sub. Um, that would be the that would be a good good for those people um but yeah it is kind of weird how you get three and then one and two instead of one two and three but i i think they they were they were trying to get the biggest games they could into pro as quickly as they could just to uh to get as many people jumping into pro as they could
0: that makes a lot of sense um uncanny in chat is saying how would crowd play work with the chromecast i i don't know because lloyd and i have not had access to it um we're very much looking forward to being able to try it out and seeing how it works uh so i'm you know, we'll find out sooner rather than later. I should hope. Um, yep. We may. You may just be stuck using the
1: browser if if uh, you want to do crowd play. But we don't know exactly. Um, I'm looking for the comment. It scrolled up. Uh, oh yeah, Charles Oran uh, asked, "What were your thoughts on the video ad that they used to introduce the Pro Games?" I absolutely love this video that they put up. It's not just a, hey, here's the six games. It's showing everything that is on the platform, uh, which is really good. This seems more like a, an Xbox ad. Uh, Xbox does ads like this um, pretty um, pretty frequently uh, to kind of show everything that's happening on the platform. And then they show off the new games that are coming to like Game Pass or whatever. Perfect video. Uh, I'm super happy that Google did this. This is the type of advertising that they have to do. Is not just show the four, five, six pieces of content that are in the press release, but show other things that are on the platform because people are coming because, hey, what's this Ember thing? Uh, And then they see, oh, well, there's this game and that game and and this one and the other thing. Um, That's that's good for the platform. And it just shows um, the fact that Stadia has way more games on it than it did six months ago. Uh, And that's going to continue to be the case as as uh, time ticks forward.
0: You know, we've we've been having conversations in our community Discord quite often, and uh, somebody said, "Do you feel that Stadia Pro is turning into um, Game Pass?" Oh, is it Game Pass? What is that? What I'm thinking of is that the name of it, the Microsoft thing. Uh, yeah, yeah,
1: Xbox okay. Game Pass.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah yep. Game Pass. And I, I, you know, I said, "I don't think, I don't think so," because with Game Pass. Those games come in, and then they go back out. With Stadia yep. Pro, I actually like the I like the model for Stadia Pro better um, because games come in, and if you happen to be a pro subscriber when those games come in, you have them as long as you're a pro subscriber. They don't rotate back yep. out. I think the Stadia Pro model is better. Now, right now... Right now, as of today, there's more games in Game Pass. Well, of course there are. Game Pass is not a brand new platform. Xbox has been around for a while. Stadia is a brand new platform. It's going to take time. But the longer that you stay subscribed to Stadia Pro, Mm -hmm. I feel like the more it feels like Game Pass because your library just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I think that Stadia Pro... Okay, so during the during Gamescom, um, the opening night live with Jeff Keighley, uh, Microsoft did a great ad, and they said, you know, they focused on it's the best deal in gaming, and I feel like it is absolute. I 100% agree. Right now, Xbox Game Pass is the best deal in gaming, but Stadia, I think, is the second best deal in gaming, and it just 100%. keeps getting better, especially if you've been
1: subscribed to it for a long time. Yeah, the, the best part of Games Pass uh, for people that have an Xbox or, or have a PC and buy games is if you are a Games Pass member, you get every first party Microsoft game the the day they come out for free, uh, free in air. Because, ooh, my.
0: Oh no, Lloyd's fixing his microphone. Uh, so basically the first party there games stay in and the third party games rotate out. Go ahead, Lloyd.
1: Yeah. So so you get for your 10 bucks a month, you get every sixty dollar game that as soon as they come out, you get access to it, which is fantastic. The the big um benefit that Microsoft has that's that Google doesn't have yet is Microsoft owns like fifteen development studios. So there is there is a, a big pathway of new games that are coming out which is which is good i mean that that's going to happen to google down the road Uh, once they're not a year old when they're maybe 10 years old they're going to have a bunch of development studios as well um but yeah games pass is just a fantastic value for your 10 dollars a month um but google stadia is a close second because you're getting these games to keep forever uh they don't rotate in and out you're not just paying for a window of access um all right i'm going to do this thing yeah uh so um yeah.
0: you're right. You're 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 go ahead, Lloyd.
1: Yeah, I'm just I'm just saying like it it is it is a fantastic value. Stadia is better than to me PlayStation Plus, which oh, yeah. is the other which is the other competitor to Microsoft Games Pass. Actually, Microsoft competes with themselves by having games with gold and <laughs> games pass is two separate things. Um so it's Game Pass, Google Stadia maybe at games of gold and then maybe PlayStation plus they're, they're a tie for third, but it's just, it's an amazing amount of value that Google is saying. Like I, I remember when we did an interview or when you did the interview with John justice and he's like, yeah, we're going to, it's not going to be a monthly thing. We're going to have a game every month or two and it'll be added to the service and you'll get access to it. That was never a thing (laughs) from, from, from when it started to now, it, it just, it's this, this huge, pile of games that come out each and every month for your $10 a month subscription it's uh it's a really good value and the best part about stadia is you don't have to download any of this stuff uh you don't have to download a 80 gank uh version of whatever the new gears of war to your xbox you just hit play and you're playing metro exodus or or metro last light uh with 30 seconds from when you want to play it to when it's actually streaming on your on your tv set
0: I think the another thing, I, maybe you and I disagree on what the best thing about it. I think the personally, for me, the best thing about it is the fact that, you know, if you want Game Pass, that's fine. You better have a powerful computer or you better have an Xbox. And if you don't have either of those things, then Game Pass is no good for you. With Stadia, you don't need to have anything except for like a Chromebook. And maybe I, I would say you'd need to have a controller, but you don't have to have a Stadia controller. You can use your Xbox controller uh, if you want. Um, So pretty much any screen and any controller and you can play Stadia games and it works really, really well. So I I think that as as time moves on, Stadia Pro is going to keep getting better and better and better. But I also think, you know, you talked about that ad that Stadia did. I think that they need to do another ad that says, hey get these games, no subscription needed because there's still Mm. that, that right now there's so many people out there that think that you have to subscribe to Stadia Pro. So that means $10 a month on top of buying games. And that's just not true. And it drives me crazy when I see that
1: argument all the time. Yeah. I I think it's part of the problem is we really don't see Stadia ads anywhere else, except for Google, like Google properties on YouTube and YouTube blog or Google blog and all this stuff, they need to they need to start advertising in other places. Like uh, I don't know, I didn't watch all of the Gamescom coverage. I didn't see uh, in what I watch, I didn't see any Stadia ads. Uh, that would have been a perfect place to advertise. No console needed, next gen games. Here we go. Um, That would have been a, a great way to advertise. But you're just not getting out there for the the average gamer. Uh, we were. Uh, we, being the Stadia community that that loves the platform, were the butt of jokes right when Stadia launched, and there really has been nothing done to kind of pull that back for the for the general public. I still see articles, uh, including uh, year in reviews or whatever uh, that that are up on YouTube, where they're saying, "Yeah, I I don't understand why I have to pay ten dollars a month and then I have to buy my games on top of it." and It's like, well, no, you don't have to pay ten dollars a month. You can just buy your games. There's no, they're they're two different things. It's like saying. You can have an Xbox without paying for Gold or Games Pass. There are additional things on top of it. Um, Google needs to get out there and um, and and get that um, uh, that topic more known in the gaming circles. And I mean, w- we're trying to do that. But I mean, unless you're already interested in Stadia, you're not going to listen to Stadia Cast. So Google needs to get out there in front <laughs> of everybody, uh, but with ads on 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 primetime television and and before movies when movies are actually a thing again. They need to get the ads out there where, where where normal people that aren't gamers might be able to see them. And then hopefully we'll we'll convert some of those people over uh, once games that they want to play are actually on the platform.
0: All right, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about Avengers. Stick around, everybody okay well we got some news this week and right before <laughs> we started recording uh lloyd was lloyd asked me what i thought about it, and i said no i will not answer you <laughs> because i want to talk about this on the show so lloyd Here. why don't you tell everybody what is the news uh that that we're referring to
1: OK, well, it uh, n- news keeps coming out about Marvel's Avengers, uh, which is the big multi-platform uh, end of summer title that so many people are looking forward to on all the platforms because it's coming to pretty much everything, which is fantastic. Um, so if you're not familiar with Marvel's Avengers, we talked about it before, but maybe you missed that episode. It's essentially uh, it's like a it's like a destiny um, game, but with individual um, individual fighters that are all Marvel superheroes each of those superheroes has their own skills, their own um, their own traits, their own superpowers, their own equipment, but also has their own uh, battle pass like thing. Um, so if you've played the demo, you could see that you could take any of your characters up from level one to level 50 in the battle pass. Um, that doesn't change their power as a superhero. But what it does is it unlocks um, costumes, it unlocks emotes, it unlocks extra um, I don't know core components that you need to upgrade your equipment and things like that. Um, it's very similar to something that you'd have in Fortnite. So is it? And, a, it's all cosmetic, right? Or no? It's all cosmetic from the items, except for the upgrade equip, uh, the upgrade component. So you might need, uh, if you want to upgrade your chest piece, you might need uh, these. I don't know, PIM particles or okay. whatever, whatever the actual component is. And so you're going to need. I need 50 pin particles to fully upgrade this thing from the level that I got it to to the max level of that item, and those um, aren't cosmetic because they're they will they'll make your equipment better, but you can get them other ways than through okay. the battle pass. All right. So um, when I was looking through the demo, every single character has one of those. It went from one to 50, and it was it was pretty interesting. And there's um, there's premium currency in the game you unlock a bunch of premium currency by getting to level 50 and you can also buy yourself to any part of that. So if you really like the Hulk costume where he's bright green with purple pants, it's like, okay, I could just buy up to level 20 on the battle pass right now just by spending the premium currency uh, in the game or I can play Hulk a lot and and do dailies and a bunch of other things to get to that point without having to spend money. And I'm like, this is really interesting. This is a great way to do it. But uh, what has come out is that every character is going to have one of these. The game is going to ship with, say, seven characters, I think it is, or six characters, but they're going to add more characters down the road. All of those are going to have battle passes. But to to unlock the battle pass, you need to spend a thousand of the premium currency, which I think is like $10 of the premium currency. So if you play the main characters enough and you save that premium currency without spending it, It's not gonna cost you anything to unlock the battle pass for these other characters. Um, Unlocking the battle pass just gets you to level one though. It's unlike the ones for the characters that come with the game where you could unlock tier 30 in this battle pass to get the specific costume you want using that same premium currency. So people are saying, this is ridiculous. That means I'm gonna have to pay $10 for every new character. There's rumors that 15 new characters are coming after. So I'm gonna be paying $150 for this game after launch, blah, blah, blah. Not necessarily. If you don't spend any of your premium currency on other stuff, you can then use that to buy the battle pass for the characters. Still, this strikes me as odd. And for a game that initially said that there isn't going to be any microtransactions when it was first announced, that has quickly disappeared. Now it's a lot of microtransactions, but I don't think it's as bad as when I first read it saying I'm going to have to pay $10 for every new character. This is ridiculous. Not necessarily. Um, If you have enough of your premium currency sticking around, you just have to keep that, unlock the battle pass. And by leveling up the battle pass for, say, um, I don't know, say Spider-Man, because Spider-Man is going to be post-launch on PS4, even though I think he comes out on day one for PS4. Uh, By leveling Spider-Man from one to 50, you're going to unlock enough premium currency to unlock the next battle pass. So. As long as you're not spending every every uh, everything that is in your wallet, it's not burning a hole in your pocket, uh, you'll be fine. But at the end of the day, this still is a little bit dirty, and I don't know how I feel about it 100% yet.
0: I, I keep kind of going back and forth. The first thing that occurs to me is when I play, let's say I'm playing Fortnite, and mm-hmm. uh, it's a new season of Fortnite, so I buy the Battle Pass, and I have a, I have a limited amount of time to get through that battle pass. Uh, If I only get halfway through that battle pass by the end of the season, then that that second half of the battle pass is gone. Am I right? Like, I can't Uh, get that stuff. Correct. Yeah, you don't finish the battle pass. So here's my question is... Is it is is the amount of time that you are you limited in the amount of time that you have to unlock the battle pass? When like, say, let's say I buy, um we'll say She-Hulk or whatever. Like I pick up yep. She-Hulk uh, as a, a, her battle pass with the premium mm-hmm. currency that I got from playing through Iron Man. Right. I played through Iron Man. I got a thousand credits and I take that thousand credits. I buy the She-Hulk battle pass. I'm now playing as She-Hulk. Do I have a limited amount of time to complete that battle pass? If the answer is yes, then I will I then that then that's
1: bad. If the answer is no, then I don't care. For sure. Yeah, I don't believe so. I I it from everything that that I've read and what I've seen in the game, once you unlock the battle pass, it's just there and the more you play the character, the more you'll get closer to level 50 for that character uh anders uh, d in the chat room says spider-man is being released march 2021 i got that wrong i thought it was coming like the week after launch or something so i must have read something wrong so thanks for keeping me honest there uh anders d um but yeah the battle passes that you unlock in the game i believe are just uh just another menu item for this particular character and if the more you play the character the more the the closer you get to level fifty the closer you are to unlocking the full thousand credits back to then spend on another post-launch character. Because they said, I don't know if this is going to be true, but they said in the past that all characters coming after launch are going to be free. And so this is a way for them to monetize that development. So when you think of it that way, maybe it's not that bad. If, if you are if you don't spend every penny that you have in your pocket, uh, you'll be able to unlock the battle passes for all these characters without any issues. And at the end of the day, if you don't unlock the battle passes, you can still... Play your character, level them up, get the skill points, unlock abilities, which are different from the battle pass. The battle pass is just for cosmetics and um and like card uh backgrounds. So you, every character has every player has their own player card and you can put a background for your player card. So if you want to have that really cool Wolverine one, you're going to have to get Wolverine up to level 50 or level 30 or whatever it is. Uh, if Wolverine ever comes to the game, um, (laughs) things like that are, are what the battle pass is for. So you don't need the battle pass to progress with your character. Um, uh, is the, is, is the big takeaway from this. So if you, if you don't care that you're not going to get five or eight costumes, you don't even need the battle pass at all.
0: Yeah. uh, and, And this is, this is in my opinion, charging money for cosmetics is always okay. In my opinion. Now, yep. The way that they can make it not okay is if they do it like the Fortnite model where they have a thing on the screen and it's like, um, we're going to sell this certain costume for, uh, we'll say, Venom, right? Uh, but we'll only sell this Venom costume for the next 48 hours. After that, it's gone and you can't buy it anymore. I can't stand when like Fortnite does that kind of thing because it manipulates people who are compulsive shoppers into spending money that they probably otherwise shouldn't. And of course, some people might say, well, that you know, that's on the, the person who's spending the money uh, to not do that. But I still f- it feels kind of scummy. So I'm hoping that that kind of thing doesn't happen in this game. Um, and, and you know, if, if the only way to get these, these uh, costumes and stuff is to do the battle pass, then that doesn't bother me because it's not timed. And I can do it at my leisure uh, or leisure, Mm. however you're supposed to pronounce
1: that. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So September. Go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, it's one of those things where at first the thought of having to pay $10 for every character was for a game that you had to pay $60 for to to get in the first place. was just like, oh, my God, this is terrible. Um, But then you 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 look a little bit further and maybe it's not not as bad as it is Uh, you are getting a bunch of added content for free and if you want to get other free content you're just going to have to pay for it or save your pennies so at the end of the day maybe it's not as egregious as i first thought it would be
0: and that that's what i think a lot of people are reading the headline and not reading the article and that's why they're super upset uh so Mm -hmm. look i understand people don't like microtransactions in games um They're they're here to stay. We're we're not going to get rid of them because if if you boycott this game because you don't like their monetization model, that is perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. But enough people are not going to do that. It's just not going to happen. And so it's still going to succeed. Uh, And the you know what? There's been an example in the past where that's not the case. And that would be Star Wars Battlefront 2, which is an awesome game, had a bad monetization model, But then they changed it, and they made it fantastic. But the damage was already done. And even though that game's awesome, it had a horrible, horrible launch. And now you can probably get it for like six bucks. But, uh, you know, if you don't like the idea, then vote with your wallet. Or you could just buy the game and not get any of the cosmetic stuff. Because I love that you could still play all of the characters for free. Um, Before we move on, I do want to say that, you know, we talked about the the, uh, the the pro games that are coming in September. Of course, we have Avengers coming in September. So I looked at the the official subreddit, and September is a crazy month. September, it's rumored that we're going to be getting Dead by Daylight, or uh, I, we don't know what day in September. I Honestly, I can't imagine that not launching on Halloween. That just seems silly to me. Uh, when yeah. you have like a horror-themed game, you launch it on Halloween when it's coming out in the fall. We've got Gunsport, Hello Neighbor, Hitman, Hitman 2, Avengers, Super Bomberman, uh, NBA 2K21, WWE 2K Battlegrounds, uh, Sirius Sam 4, Baldur's Gate 3. All of those games are coming to Stadia in September. What an insane month of games. Yeah.
1: Of all of those games, which one are you most excited for, Lloyd? Um, well, I'm already getting Avengers, so I'm going to not, uh, not include that one uh it would have to be a toss-up between super bomberman r and wwe wwe 2k battlegrounds because they both look like just ridiculously fun arcadey multiplayer things which is just going to be just so much fun to play um if if you have a bunch of friends to to jump online and play with
0: yeah for me baldur's gate 3 that's the game i'm most looking forward to in september Mm -hmm. even though it's just early access all right let's uh let's move on to the next story All right. The next story that we're talking about is, so ESRB. <laughs> ESRB is always leaking stuff. Peggy is always leaking stuff. Uh, all mm-hmm. of these different um, software ratings boards that are all over the world are always leaking stuff. And most of the time, it you know, th- these things turn out to be true. Uh, we don't know if these leaks are true, but there's a whole bunch of leaks uh, Stadia source went out and compiled a whole bunch uh, of these leaks, and let's talk about these games that are uh, on the way to Stadia. Rumored, it's a uh, these are rumors. Okay, so Surviving the Aftermath, uh, which is um, coming to Xbox, Epic Games, and apparently uh, the ESRB has um, leaked this game for Stadia, uh, or not ESR. One of one of the many rating boards has leaked this to. Uh, Stadia as well. It says survive and thrive in a post-apocalyptic future. Resources are scarce, but opportunity calls. Build the ultimate disaster-proof colony, protect your colonists and restore civilization to a devastated world. Remember, the end of the world is just the beginning. All right. So mm-hmm. there there you go. Um Risk of Rain 2. Now, have you played Risk of Rain 1 cuz I haven't?
1: Uh I played a little bit of Risk of Rain 1. Um really enjoyed it uh, and then I watched a bunch of people streaming Risk of Rain 2 which is 3d uh, risk of rain one is a 2d game risk of rain two is a full 3d world um procedurally generated looks just fantastic um but not a game that i ever picked up because i was waiting to get it on switch and then other things came out and it got in front of me if it comes to stadia that would be a great platform to play it on for me so uh, a, a, what what kind of game is risk of rain then Um, So it's a um, team-based... It's kind of like a wave shooter, but not really. Like, uh, you you land on a planet. uh, There's a bunch of enemies that you have to kill. You collect their components to unlock chests. You you unlock the chests to get uh, character upgrades. And you try to survive as long as you can to go into the next level, to try to survive as long as you can to go into the next level. But when you die that's it like it's it's kind of one of those games where you you try to make runs to get as far as you can um it's 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 very much one of those types like roguelite kind of game but in a 3d world uh looks fantastic um i mean it's not super lifelike but the art style they're using reminds me a lot of like uh like a battle zone or tron or something like that it's uh it's it's a really cool looking game Uh, very cool
0: into the breach is the next game that was uh, quote unquote leaked Um, this is a top-down tactical turn-based game I think it was on Nintendo switch yep it looks fantastic Um, it looks really really fun I've heard good things about it but I haven't played it because it seems like the kind of game that I would play for I don't know probably five (laughs) hours or so really enjoy my five hours with it and then get distracted by shiny things Uh, have you played into the breach
1: yeah, yeah, it's a game that I, I picked up when it launched at uh, on Switch, played through it, uh, got as far as I can because uh, the game itself is also... Uh, there's some pre- procedurally generated content to it. Um, so as you play through the game, it might be a little different um, each time. Uh, not a lot different, but a little different. Um, so it was fun kind of seeing where it is. There's a time travel mechanic. There's all this stuff that, that happens in the game. It, it's, it's a lot of fun, but uh, top-down turn based strategy games are not my forte so i didn't uh i didn't stick as long with it as some other people
0: and then we've got far cry new dawn and far cry 5 both uh being rated by one of the ratings boards for uh for Stadia are you a far cry guy i've never played a far cry yeah. game
1: yeah ever since far cry 3 i've played every one and almost 100 at each and every one i think uh primal i didn't uh 100% that game because i I had only rented it. (laughs) I never actually bought it. Uh, so I didn't have it for as long as I might've needed to do that. But I'm a huge fan of kind of the way Ubisoft does their open world games. Um, the whole collecting all the things. Uh, so yeah, getting, uh, getting some Far Cry content on Stadia would be fantastic. And that would
0: not surprise me even a little. I mean, Ubisoft is yeah. a huge supporter of Stadia. So I I would yeah. assume that pretty much every Ubisoft game is going to come to Stadia at some point. Even games yeah. like uh, Hyperscape, which is already out, but not on Stadia yet. I assume
1: yeah. that at some point that will be ported over uh, as well. With uh, Ubisoft Plus, when that comes eventually, yes. I'm sure all these things will be part of that as well. Yeah.
0: And then there's Outward, uh, which they say Outward delivers an immersive RPG experience coupled with survival gameplay, offering a deeply rewarding challenge for most avid gamers. As an ordinary adventurer, you'll not only have to hide or defend yourself from threatening creatures, but also brave the hazardous environmental conditions, protect yourself against infectious diseases, gross, and make sure (laughs) that you get enough sleep uh, and stay hydrated. All right. That sounds terrible to me. I don't want to... I'm going to tell a quick little story, all right? Um, One of my favorite games of all time is EverQuest. And in that game, when when I first started playing, I played a dwarven rogue. And uh, I was wandering around outside of the main city, and I was lost in the woods, basically. And I had run out of food, and I had run out of water. And as I was wandering around completely lost, because there was no map in the game uh my chat just kept saying you are hungry you are thirsty you are hungry you are thirsty <laughs> and eventually i just died and that made me very very sad i don't like managing stuff like that in the in games right. like this but you know what maybe not every game has to be uh for me okay then we've got the garden between or gardens between
1: sorry that's pluralized um you <laughs> want to read this one lloyd Yeah, so this came out in uh, September of 2018. Gardens Between is a single-player adventure puzzle game about time, memory, and friendship. Best friends Arena and Frent fall uh, into a series of vibrant, dreamlike island gardens peppered with everyday objects from their childhood. Together, they embark on an emotional journey that examines the significance of their friendship, manipulate time to solve puzzles, and reach the apex of each isle. Follow the duo as they unpack and explore their precious moments spent together, lighting up constellations and illuminating threads of a bittersweet narrative. That sounds really cool. Um, Again, it sounds like a game that I
0: would be very interested in for a very short time. Uh, There's too many of those out there that they they get my attention and then I I forget about them. And then the last Uh one is a game that's already been out and uh, I know is very, very popular, uh, especially like my son and his friends really like this game, and that's Human Fall Flat, which is this weird game where you control this, I don't know, I, I would hate to say human, but human-shaped thing, <laughs> and uh, it's got ragdoll physics and stuff like that, and I yeah. i hate the way that the game controls. I'm not a fan of Human Fall Flat but I, I can see that there are uh, uh, definitely a lot of people that like these games. I just don't. And that's perfectly fine. But that one is yep. also rumored to be coming to Stadia. So, Lloyd, of all of these, which ones are you
1: most excited for? Um, I a, a lot of them. Um, human Fall Flat for uh, just for the end of what you're saying it they announced recently that it sold over 4 million copies so it is a incredibly popular franchise uh that i've never played so i, I don't know much about it uh all of these things that are leaked to the esrb and, and other things um i i'm i'm really excited to play f- the new far far cry 5 like it it looks or sorry far cry new dawn and any of the new far cries that i haven't uh played yet uh that are going to be coming out in the future so um I want to play Far Cry. I really do want to play Far Cry on Stadia because it would be fun just to um, jump into an open world, uh, an Ubisoft open world like that. Um, So New Dawn would be the one I want to play. Far Cry 5 itself is a really good game. So being able to play that one again would be really great. And then hopefully Far Cry 6 will be coming to Stadia uh, at some point as well. Right,
0: with uh, Gus Fring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um So, Jem and Chad is saying another game that is rumored but not listed in that article is uh, DarkSiders Three. Now, is DarkSiders Three an older game or is that a, the next DarkSiders game? I played DarkSiders Three. Genesis and I finished it on Stadia. That game is rad. Three came out in 2018. Oh, okay. So there you go. Uh, all right. So there you go. Um, those are those are the new game rumors. Uh, let's. Uh, let's uh take a quick break and then when we come back crowd play which is when we talk about all of the things that uh people you guys want us to talk about so stick around everybody all right everybody it's time for us to talk about crowd play this is all of the stuff that you guys uh, question sending questions using the Super Chat feature throughout the show. Uh, and then if there's time, we'll get to tweets and stuff like that. So let's get started by thanking our uh, newer members. We had a couple of new people become members today. We had Christopher uh, Bernier and David Wilson became members since the last time that I was streaming or L- Lloyd was streaming. So thank you very much for that. That's the wrong button. There we go. <laughs> That's the button we want. Uh, The other thing here, we got Sugotronic and Ray Sherrod and Consino and Ryan all sent in Super Chats. They didn't send messages along with them, but they sent in Super Chats for support. And we really do appreciate that. Uh, Jem in chat says Stadia needs only one thing. And that thing is Crash Bandicoot. Uh, that's what Jem says almost every single episode, and he's constantly saying it in our uh, community Discord, link in the description down <laughs> below. Uh, yep. Lloyd, are you a big Crash Bandicoot fan?
1: Uh, I, I like Crash Bandicoot. Um, I've played all the Crash Bandicoots, uh, except for the most recent racing game, because it didn't look enjoyable to me when it first came out on Nintendo Switch. Uh, not to say it's a bad game, just not a game that appealed to me. Uh, I like Crash, Crash Bandicoot fine. I'm excited for the new game. Uh, I would be very happy if it came to Stadia.
0: I don't care if it comes to Stadia, but I want it to come to Stadia for, just for Gem. In fact, I only want Gem to be able to play it. Just, just <laughs> Gem, nobody else. Gem, Crash Bandicoot, that's it. All right. Bernard Baker sent in a super chat. They said, A recent advertising I saw said Stadia is now free to try with one month of pro for free. This right here says the sends the wrong message on a global scale. Uh, I think Bernard has a pretty good point. Uh, yeah. Because, okay, yeah, what they're saying is you can try out Stadia and it won't cost you anything. But that makes people think that you have to subscribe. And we've we, we spent lots of time talking about this, so I don't know that I want to retread what I said earlier today. But they need... You know what I think Stadia needs to do? Uh, I think that they need to... Uh, buy a game, uh, and just make that game free on Stadia, not even for pro. Just everybody has access to this game for free. doesn't have to be a huge game, and it allows people to try it without spending any money, and it doesn't make people think that you have to subscribe. Uh, So I think that that is one thing that Stadia could do to help them in a big way. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I I think so. Like this whole free to try thing is it's it needs to go away because Stadia is free. It's it's a free it's a free console. It's a free platform. Um, So say free to try means that it isn't free after you try it. So Google needs to get away from that um they i don't like we we talked about a couple episodes ago it's like uh free console great games something simple like that obviously not that because they're going to have need to workshop this with some actual marketing people that know what they're doing but something along those which lines which we do not very, which we don't we don't right. know at all um they need they need to workshop something get some sort of phrase that is a catch phrasable and memeable and then they need to blanket the internet with that hey you want to you want to play uh, whatever the new, f- um, say Far Cry 6. You want to play Far Cry 6? Well, we're doing a deal now. Buy it for $30 on Stadia. You get access to it for the for the rest of the, the time that it's on the platform. It'll be there forever. You can pay, play this game for half the price as any other console. And mm. while you're at it, you get you get one month free of Pro. You, you can claim all these games that are part of Pro. And if you continue paying for Pro, you can continue playing those games for free. Um, something along those lines where they they do like a, a big hyper discount on something that is, um, that, is, that is a popular game, similar to what Epic did with Borderlands 3, where mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, if you want to play Borderlands 3, buy it on our store, you get a free skin in Fortnite, you get it for a discount, you get it for cheaper, you get it early, all this other stuff. Um, They need to do something along those lines just to bring people to the platform because so many people, even people that I know personally that I've talked about Stadia with in the past are like, yeah, I don't know. I've kind of bounced from Stadia. I don't want to pay 10 bucks a month um, for a service I'm not using. And I'm like, "Okay, well, what games have you bought? Well, none. I'm just playing the ones you can buy games. You can just buy games and keep them. I don't I don't need to keep my pro thing going. And I'm like, yeah, if you buy Red Dead, you can play Red Dead for the rest of eternity. Um, without having to pay your ten dollars a month, and they're like, "Oh my god, I didn't know that." And these are people that own Stadia; they bought the founders kit. <laughs> they have they have the thing in their hands, and they did not know that. Um, so yeah, there's there's if those are people that have the product, don't even know. Um, people that don't have the product definitely don't know. So there needs to be some more marketing done in the in that instance. I
0: 100% agree with you, but I do want to I, I want to say that they need to separate Stadia Pro from mm-hmm. that that thing because so you're talking about i love the idea of discounting a super popular super highly anticipated game uh in order to get people to try it out on that particular platform i think that that's a brilliant idea and probably better than the free thing because people would think that free means that that, that there's some kind of catch later um right whereas if you're paying money people are like okay it's just cheaper on stadia um so they need to they need to do that with a game. We'll say Far Cry 6 or something. So get Far Cry 6 for 30 bucks and then say afterwards no subscription needed. Don't even mention Stadia Pro. Stadia Pro can be some other thing elsewhere, but no subscription needed. Just eat that cost. Look, Microsoft and Sony, they eat that cost of their mm-hmm. consoles all the time. They are losing money every single time that they sell a console. They are losing money because it costs them more to make it than they sell it for. But they make up that money on selling the games. I think that Google needs to do something very, very similar and just eat the cost. And and I know they're already eating costs, right? But I think they just need to eat that cost to get people to buy in for the first time and understand that there is no subscription, Uh, that that is required I think that that's huge and it would be even better if instead of Far Cry 6 if it were uh, a a very uh, highly anticipated and multi-platform with um, Mm -hmm. cross-play multiplayer game I think that that would be really really huge and really big and it would be great for Stadia so Google hopefully you're listening Uh, let's (laughs) move on we just we got some more super chats coming in Uh, Ruben, Ruben DeGeling, sorry if I pronounced your name wrong. They said, we need to uh, continue Lloyd's new camera fund. And you know, (laughs) Lloyd, I think your camera looks great. I don't know why everybody's so mean to you, but I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. Hey, thank you for the support. We appreciate it. Ryan, uh, became a member. Uh, so thank you very much to that or for that. And Frank Simser sent in a super chat. They said, with a couple of these games like Madden now having an been announced as coming later with the series x ps5 versions do you think they may be developed and waiting for gen 2 hardware i think that that's perfectly possible but when they showed off madden as a game that was on its way i believe and maybe i'm remembering wrong that they listed stadia alongside the current gen platforms and then they they said next-gen platforms, Xbox, uh, Series X, and PS5. They were listed right. separately as uh, release mm-hmm. dates. Am I correct in that? I believe so, yeah. Okay. However, I do think that we'll probably end up getting, and this is just uh, spitballing on my part, I do think that it is possible that Madden will come to Stadia and then sometime next year or something like that, um, the the next one will be... Uh, so Madden's a game that comes out every year, right? Uh, so this year we're getting Madden 2K20 next... Or is it 21?
1: Yes. Okay. 21 now.
0: Yeah. So uh, 2K21. And then next year we'll be getting Madden 2K22. I anticipate that when that game comes out, it will be the next-gen version. Launching the next-gen version on Stadia this time around... It's kind of tough because development started a while ago and they're using an older right. engine. Uh, you have to remember, although I heard not good things about Madden because it's just the same game every year, but uh, what a huge surprise that is. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you for the uh, the Super Chat. Anything to add before we move on to the last Super Chat? Nope. All right. Ruben also, he, he sends in lots of messages. Thank you very much, Ruben. Uh, he sent in one more. He said, we're now nine months into Stadia. What has been your biggest disappointment so far? Oh, that's a great question.
1: Um, hmm. hmm, I got a, I got a disappointment. Go ahead. That we know of, so many features that are coming, but we don't know when they are coming. So every week we have to keep wondering: Is this going to be the week that a game comes out that supports crowd play or <laughs> or streaming or whatever? Um, having a um, a roadmap or some other source of of information that lets us know that this is coming on this date or that date uh would would take a lot of the the negative conversations that are happening out there uh, away from stadia
0: yeah i think for me the biggest disappointment so far and i'm 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 swiping through my uh my games um i i completely agree with what you're saying lloyd yes we want to know the roadmap we want to know when things are happening uh, it would be amazing if we knew when things were happening. But, um, you know, obviously with COVID, it it's slows things down. So if they had made these announcements, then a, a lot of times these announcements would have been delayed anyway. So I can understand why they're hesitant uh, to say things like that. I would say my biggest disappointment so far has been uh, Wave Break. And not because it's a bad game. It's because it's just too hard for me. I'm just not good mm-hmm. enough at this game in in order to enjoy it. And everything else about that game, I really, really love. It's just too hard <laughs> for me to enjoy. And that's too bad because I think that it, 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 it had so much
1: potential. Yeah. Yeah, it, I agree. I, I, I love that game, but I was super surprised when it was um like a... Are like an M rated title and and you jump in and it's like all this like drug running and stuff and I'm like well this could be a fun game for kids to kind of jump into but I guess not now with that with that rating on it yeah
0: Uh, and then I I said that was the last super chat but this is the last super chat this one is from Roman Stormborn they said love the show so thank you very much to everybody including Roman who supports the show through that way or becoming members you guys are amazing we really do appreciate it Uh, let's uh, wrap up the show. You can follow us on Twitter at StadiaCast. You can follow me on Twitter at RunJumpStomp. And you can follow Lloyd at Dazme. That's D A S M E. Join the StadiaCast Discord. There's a link in the description down below. If you are listening to this on your podcast, then just go to runjumpstomp.com and you can find the link there. And if you're already joining Discords, you can also join Lloyd's over at TV. Uh, The music that you're about to hear is Subterranean Kamikaze by Zircon. Uh, The other music was all by Zircon as well. Check out their stuff at zirconstudios.bandcamp.com. Lloyd, I'll see you,
1: man. Yeah, see you, Bill. See everybody. Have a great week.
0: Bye.